is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast with part two. This is such a, a fascinating conversation, Andy, and I can certainly understand how I don't know what the bigger agenda is and how vaccines and vaccine policy and the destruction that they are causing folds into the bigger narrative of some of the very, I would call them disconcerting and actually alarming narratives we're starting to see with the Great Reset, which is what's being called post-COVID world. We will never go back uh, to quote-unquote normal. Um, You know, I'm interested to tie some of this into some of the headlines we're seeing. So, I've spoken to some folks in California and people are starting to get phone calls from contact tracers in the Los Angeles area saying, oh, you've been exposed someone in your circle over the past week. You need to now self-quarantine for 14 days. (laughs) Yes, uh, the whole thing is utterly terrifying. Can we, before we go into that, Laurie, can I just make a little statement, an announcement to people out there? And I just on, on a practical note, because this is an issue that came up the other day. And um, I was asked some time ago to take part in a an independent Swedish documentary film about the whole um vaccine issue and it was ostensibly in the way it was sold to me is that um, it would be involving a pregnant woman who was having her baby and was coming to a decision based upon the available information on whether she should vaccinate or not and indeed I was interviewed by this pregnant woman in in uh, Venice as part of the first interview I'd given these people and they they were they seemed entirely plausible and um they went ahead and uh, i recommended certain people that they might wish to speak to as part of their interview i gave a final interview to them the other day in miami and at the end of the interview uh the girl who was the interviewer was uh, a girl called josan and i will I will post this because it's important. Said to me, I'm not really making an independent documentary. Um, We didn't tell you, but we're from a television company in Sweden and we're making a film about anti-vaxxers. So I said it was a lie then. She said, yeah. And I said, and I was, um, you know, I've been in this for a very long time and and so I said, okay, uh, while the camera's still running, I just want to say that you have absolutely no right to use any recording or any footage of me taken at any time in any place, including B-roll and interview footage. And um, I withdraw all previous rights, etc. So will they take any notice of that or not? But they were quite surprised. I think, I don't know. Quite that's th- that's thinking on your feet. <laughs> Seasoned veteran, did they not know who they were dealing with? Well, I then, and I'll read you this. So I wrote to them and said, um, without prejudice, legally privileged, um, deliberate deception by Swedish media company following 
upon your recent interview with me on October the 14th, 2020 in Miami, Florida, where your deliberate and willful deception was revealed. That is that you've repeatedly and deliberately misrepresented yourselves, your professional affiliations and employment, your motives and your intentions in filming me and others. All permissions from me or my representatives, employees or associates, whether written or recorded as audio statements in any form, to use any or all of the interview and B-roll footage of me in any setting, context or location are hereby completely, permanently and irrevocably withdrawn. The statement of this effect was also made by me and recorded by your production team in Miami on this day, October the 14th, 2020. Destruction or erasure of this statement will be interpreted as criminal fraud. Your deception is reprehensible and deeply unprofessional. It will be reported directly forthwith to the relevant Swedish Broadcasting Standards Organization. So will they take any notice of that? I doubt it because I got this back. Now, I didn't know who these people were, which is very fortunate. They replied to that because I did not know who they truly were. Now but you they, do because of their reply. Because they wrote back to me and here we have. I am... Johan Brandstad, editor and executive producer for investigative journalism at Sveriges Television AB, whatever that means. Sveriges Public Television is a public service TV broadcaster in Sweden mandated under a charter issued by the Swedish government. So it sounds very much like the, the BBC, the British mm. Broadcasting Corporation of, of um, Sweden. You know, they're a government... Uh, media arm. SVT's journalistic operations and activities are performed in accordance with the rights and obligations set forth in the Swedish Constitutional Freedom of Expression Act and applicable broadcasting laws and regulations. SVT rejects any allegations of wrongdoings by SVT in connection with the subject matter brought up in your email. Best regards. Now, I don't believe that for a moment. I tell you, the Swedes are very strict on this kind of thing. So I actually have a Swedish doctor who's in the media investigating those claims right now. But just for those people who took part in this in the U.S., particularly those who uh, did so because I put them in touch with these people, firstly, sincere apologies. Secondly, this is not a big deal because I know knowing you what you would have said on camera, just as what I said on camera, I would have said to anyone. Mm -hmm. I have nothing that I would change by virtue of who these people were or who they represented. Nonetheless, it was a clear and deliberate deception. It was an intention to catch you saying something off guard because you thought that these people were somehow in favour of uh, an unbiased view of the story. Clearly, they're not. And so um, I will keep you posted. I will let you know where we go with this. I will get a, an opinion, a formal opinion from um, the Swedish doctor friend who, in the media and uh, let you know where we go with this. Well, it's uh, very interesting because my mind immediately starts to question the timing because I know they started speaking with you, I think it was in January, prior to COVID. No, it was even further back than that. It was actually when I was in Europe. Oh, last year. With, okay. So they've been doing this a long time. Um, and if I can get pictures of these individuals, I'll post them. I think uh, Dools actually did take a picture of them when we, they came to Miami. Um, so we'll post the pictures so everybody knows who these villains are. 
we've got to get a better advanced team for you. Yeah, and, and you know, you said, well, we, we were just naive doing it. Well, maybe so. I don't know how you check up on these individuals when, you know, correspondence is in Swedish, unless you speak Swedish or have someone, you know, in your campus. It doesn't matter. You know, apologies to those who did get involved. Um, I will seek to get to the bottom of it, find out what the rules are. The actual deception, the fraud, you know, coercing people into signing a document, a waiver, which was inevitably fraudulent and deceptive, that crime, if you like, or misdemeanor, took place on American soil. Mm. So it's some, you know, it may not matter one bit what the Swedish government think. It, it was actually a, a problem that, you know, it was a deception that occurred here. Anyway, we'll get advice and I'll keep people posted. Is there any indication that this project was concocted to try to proactively offset any of the, I don't even know what the term would be, it's certainly not a victory, but any of the data coming out of Sweden indicating a natural herd immunity has occurred. Because I heard something very frustrating uh, last night on mainstream media here in the States, of course, from Paul Offit, Dr. Offit for Profit, talking about um, how natural herd immunity doesn't exist and herd immunity only exists with vaccines. So is there any, is this completely conjecture or is there any? It's a total and utter garbage, total and utter garbage. And if you look at the decay in mortality from all common infectious diseases, from scarlet fever, measles, mumps, rubella, tetanus, diphtheria, all of the diseases, and these documents are widely available in, on the internet, uh, then you see this dramatic decrease, this decline consistently, whether there was a vaccine for the condition or not, in advance of any vaccine ever becoming available. And that decline was, amongst other things, the emergence of natural herd immunities. And I, I I give a lecture on this, which I, is it on our website? I think it may be on our website, that series of lectures that I give. It isn't, Maybe, but it will be now. We will put it up because. Let's give it prominence on the website. Yeah, because, I know it's on YouTube, but we'll put it on our website so it'll be easy for people to find. Let's do that. So it'll it'll be on 1986theact.com or, or or maybe seventhchakrafilms.com. But take a look there and it will explain the principles of natural herd immunity. So Paul Offit, as usual, seems to have not a clue about what he's saying. And um, it is a gross deception to say that there is no such thing as natural herd immunity. I didn't hear him say it. I'm hearing that from you. But if that's what he said, if I'm sure it is, then no, Dr. Offit, you really, you either need to shut up or go back to medical school. Unfortunately, neither of which I think is going to happen. They probably wouldn't accept him into medical school now. He probably wouldn't make grave. You've been listening to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. To continue the conversation, go to 1986theact.com 
slash membership, where for $5 a month, you can subscribe and access the Andy Wakefield podcast in its entirety and much more.